Hey everybody, this is Adam and Shelly from the Pallet Prison, and we have Melissa Johnson from the Candle Prison. Candle, candle, <laughs> candle place. Um, it's Sweet Cream Candle Company, and we are talking to you today about marketing. Been looking forward to this all weekend, mostly because I had to be around my kids for four days straight, and I am happy to be talking to some hopefully not belligerent and intelligent adults and not talking about why, I don't know, supercars are better than dinosaurs or something like that. So, Melissa. If you'd like, you I can argue with you a little bit. If you'd like, I do I not argue with everything you say just to bring back the kid memories. Nope. He would love it if you uh, showed him a rubber chicken. That would like make his day. Yeah. Is that right? I successfully got rid of that thing and they didn't even bother bringing it up the next morning. Whoa. I'm happy with that. Very nice. happy. It was my accomplishment of the last two weeks. Nice. No. I love it. I'm going to little things, right? Melissa, would you mind telling the people who you are, how you got started with your entrepreneurial journey, where you're at right now, and how we can help you? Awesome. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for a having me here today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about my newest business venture. And uh, also thank you for those who are tuning in and uh, checking it out. I really appreciate the um, you all watching as well. So my name is Melissa Johnson, and you may know me as the owner of Oh My Cupcakes here in Sioux Falls. So we've been in business with Oh My Cupcakes about 11 years and uh, two locations in Sioux Falls, the Bridges at 57th and Western, and then also uh, East 10th and Bonson. And so we've been in business, like I said, about 11 years. And I have an amazing team at Oh My Cupcakes who uh, expertly handles things every single day. And so um, an opportunity came up to purchase a new business and that entrepreneurial side of me thought, hmm, something new I could learn, something new I could do. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. So uh, go wrong? in October, I purchased what was formerly Jonkey Farm Soy Candles. And uh, Jonkey Farm Soy Candles is a longstanding business. They've been in business about 15 years here in Sioux Falls, and uh, or they're from Lenox, actually. And um, my relationship with them began a few years ago when I approached Jennifer, the owner, and asked if she would create candles in the Oh My Cupcakes proprietary sense. And so she and I worked together on formulas and created these candles, and they've been great sellers. So uh, again, when, when she was looking to make a different kind of transition in her life, um, she came to me and asked if I would consider purchasing the company. Well, that is a, that's a pretty good story. <laughs> I, let's start off. I'm really curious about 11 years owning your own business, being an entrepreneur. What are three things that you've learned in the 11 years of running a business? You know, I don't even think I've learned three things, Adam. There's really not much. <laughs> God, I relate to that more than you possibly know. <laughs> um, first and foremost that I have learned is um, people are the greatest joy and the greatest hardship. Like it's both. Like the, the business is all about people and both the um, people we work with and the guests that we get to serve. They're the, the greatest joy and some sometimes the thing that, you know, brings a lot of hardship as well when people make transitions or come and go, things like that. Um, 
Let's see, I have learned that Sioux Falls is an amazing uh, community. Our area is just amazing in terms of supporting local business, supporting small business. And I feel like, um, you know, sometimes business feels like the little engine that could, like you're heading up this hill, like you think you can, you think you can. But in, in our area, I feel like there's a whole bunch of people behind us pushing us up that hill. And I that doesn't happen everywhere. Um, Third thing I would say is, you know, much as I've tried, I'm not sick of cupcakes yet. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to be sick of sugar, <laughs> <laughs> sugar and carbs. Yes. Two things that are hard for this, this big old boy to get rid of. <laughs> I think one of the things that's interesting for me about, oh, my cupcakes and the journey is that like, it's had so many evolutions over the years. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, even though this like sweet cream candle company is what we're talking about today, like it's very tightly woven and very tightly knit into what you're doing. And it's like, oh, my cupcakes has had all of these like side businesses that have spurred from it. Yes. So, you know, even oh, my word, like that spurred from you were carrying some of that stuff at oh my cupcakes and then that mm -hmm. kind of spurred into its own business you were carrying these candles and now that has spurred into this business like i feel like there's quite a bit of that that has um you know even to me like i think some of it is back to your roots like i remember one of our earliest interactions with oh my cupcakes like you and i have known each other almost from the beginning because we started our businesses right about the same time and yeah. went to the same church and some of that stuff and um but I remember one of the earliest interactions that we had was um, when you were down in the building downtown, which was called the Creamery Building, wasn't it? The Creamery Building, yes. Yes. So, um, but you were, you used to do like events down there. So mm -hmm. like, I remember you had like cupcake decorating and there was one that you did at Christmas time one year that we brought our youngest, well now our oldest kids to. But it was um, like creating an ornament, like you guys read a story and they like made an ornament. Yes. And, and I think they decorated cupcakes or something with it too. But, but now you have like the take home kits, like that's on our like list of things that we're doing with our kids this year is like oh, the, no, take, the, you know, the take and decorate cupcake yeah. memory kits. But it's like, you guys have had all of these like side things that have sprung out of all of the stuff from the beginning of who you're about. And I think that's something interesting that maybe not all entrepreneurs take advantage of is how can you continue to touch lives other than just that main thing you do? Right. That's that's a fantastic uh, insight and question in that, um, oh, my cupcakes, for instance, we want to do one thing really, really, really well is cupcakes. But Branching off from that a little bit, we um, have just launched into doing some cakes. Now, we're never going to be the ones who do these elaborate, you know, multi-tiered wedding cakes, things like that. We do a six inch cake and we do it really, really well. Right. Um, and so we have. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, oh, my word, a few years ago, uh, a couple of business partners and I set off into oh my word and um learned some great lessons from that in that um you know i really thought oh our clientele is going to be the same we have the you know i mean we're, we're reaching the same audience people who already love oh my cupcakes will certainly love oh my word and that is the case but um and certainly was the case but there were some key differences that i didn't um I don't know. I just didn't think of them up front. And so, um, you know, things just evolved differently. And um, 
you know, what was interesting about that business too, is that, um, and now I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but go on tangents. We like tangents. That's what we do here. What was interesting about that business is, uh, you know, they say fail fast, right? And um, if you're going to fail, fail fast. Well, it didn't fail fast and it didn't grow fast. You guys, it was right in the middle. It was just, you know, we were like, okay, are we still the little engine that could going up the hill or is this it? Or, I mean, it was just, it wasn't making money or losing money. And so, um, you know, with that, we had some decisions to make. And then actually, uh, Vernon and Tammy Brown, um, they have the Spice and Tea Exchange in that mm-hmm. location downtown now. And they had actually uh, approached me and said, I don't have any idea what you plan to do with your business. But if you ever do leave this downtown space, like, this is the one we want. And so that sort of made the decision for us. And um, so what we did is the three of us business partners with that one, we disbanded the business. Um, I took it under the umbrella of Oh My Cupcakes and purchased the inventory. And now I have it all within one store, right? Or within two stores anyway. And so, um, you know, I, I really learned that running that other location was so different. And I always felt like I was in the wrong spot. I never felt like it was in the right place at the right time. Like if I was at, oh, my word downtown and it was slow, I would feel like, oh, I should be at Oh My Cupcakes because they're just getting killed out there, right? It's so busy. Or if I was at Oh My Cupcakes, I would think I should be down working on business development for Oh My Word so that we can be busier. And so anyway, it's uh, I am enjoying the, the lesson I learned from that is I think it's easier for me and um, makes more sense for me to expand our Oh My Cupcakes family of brands rather than full extra storefront locations. Extra storefront locations, they're expensive and they require... Mm-hmm people. And, um, you know, when we can do what we can do within the walls of Oh My Cupcakes and within that one brand, it um, seems to make a lot more sense. So that kind of leads into another one of the questions that I had for you is, do you find it hard to prioritize or divide your time between multiple business ventures? Absolutely. And uh, I just feel right now like the timing has been right for this business to launch in that uh, we just brought on Chef Amy a few months ago mm-hmm. as a new director of operations. And she's a well-known, renowned chef in this area who also has uh, some great operational experience. And so bringing her on and um, coaching a few other really key leaders has allowed me that opportunity to step back a bit and to focus on other things right now. So um I, timing is everything. And like I said, it's just now that I feel like the timing is right to do this. Yeah, that was, uh, that's a, that's very interesting that there's a lot of really great things that we could talk about with this. Um, and one of the ones that that kind of popped into my mind is I talk to, um, car detailers a lot, you know, try to give some business advice to them, which I'm trying to move away from. And or I'm just going to charge money for my time because they don't really ever listen to me anyways. So if I'm going to if they're not going to listen to my advice, I'd rather just charge them for it then. But the there was a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago with a guy that he his business was just like saturated, right? Like as in like he really couldn't do more work in the same location that he was in with the crew of guys that he had because Mm -hmm. so he either needed to expand quite a bit into a bigger building which meant then maybe need to build out his team or whatever but the conversation came up he's like what about opening up a second location across town which he's in a fairly large city and i said well 
in the situation from what the discussion that you and I are having, I don't think it's a good idea. And he almost took offense to it. And I said, well, listen, you got to understand. And I think this is where maybe possibly you were, but I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm just making a guess in his business. He still needed to be there every single day and needed to be in the business every mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. said, you're no, you're nowhere close to having a second location. I said, you're not in my personal opinion, which this, you know, you can take that for what it, for what it's worth. But in my personal opinion, unless you are able to only be at your business maximum two hours a day and for it to be an effective two hours a day, like you actually mm -hmm. are going to be doing something there for that two hours a day, then you, you don't need to worry about a, a second location. Mm -hmm. You need to have it to where it's almost so automated and just running on its own that when you're there, you're almost in the way of everyone else. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like, Oh God, Melissa's here. Like, can't wait for all this shit to get fucked up. Like <laughs> <laughs> something like something along those lines. And now, you know, after that conversation, he kind of understood what I meant. And then, you know, he didn't take as much offense to it. And I said, you just need to work on, automating and getting okay like which out of the six guys that you have on your crew what's that one guy that's the team lead that like everyone takes direction from give him an extra five dollars an hour or whatever it is like just pay him more and now he's the manager of that store and you start to coach him and breed him into being that person that's running that location and then you can go off and run that second location and then you know just so on and so forth right um is that kind of the situation you were running into with uh oh my word and um oh my cupcakes and everything like that it definitely was and um you know to be completely transparent i still struggle with it today with our two oh my cupcakes locations um but it was really difficult with a separate um a separate storefront that was an entirely separate business you know trying to figure out how to tie them in and um, keep them you know uh, actually uh it was funny somebody walked into the store one day and they said oh you know what? I was at all my cupcakes and they said, there is a store downtown. They completely ripped off your logo. Like, and <laughs> oh my word. And it looks just like, oh, my cupcakes logo. Like they are. And so, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who didn't realize that the two brands were tied together. And, uh, you know, and we were trying so intentionally to do that where with sweet cream candle company, uh, this new venture, uh, you know, it is our intention to do that. But if that doesn't happen, I don't feel like it's make or break as much. And I'm not, I can't even really define that. It's just more of a gut feeling. Yep. But, um, you know, I really wanted to give some nods to Oh My Cupcakes and to our beginnings. Uh, Shelly, you mentioned the Tri-State Creamery building, which is exactly mm -hmm. where the Sweet Cream Candle Company came from. Uh, the Tri-State Creamery building, uh, our first location, and then also, uh, you know, buttercream, sweet cream, right? Frosting. Um, but one of my favorite smells ever in the magical cupcake kitchen as we call it is when i'm making ganache and um, to make ganache you just like bring heavy cream almost to a boil not quite and the smell the aroma that it gives off when you're making that it's my favorite smell in the world so all of those things really combined you know the tri-state creamery building the smell of uh that cream and uh all those things together just really uh inspired the name for the sweet cream candle company i again wanted to tie it in but oh my candles seemed a little bit it seemed a little bit of a stretch <laughs> like, yeah. right? a little cheesy why didn't why didn't you say candles comma oh my <laughs> 
candles. Oh my, you know, so we're talking marketing. It wasn't exactly the branding and the brand story that we were going for. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> but that does bring me to a question that I have then. Um, and you might be one of the first people that I've talked to that might be able to give it a, an actual good opinion on something like this. I don't have access to a lot of super high end entrepreneurs. So, um, other than Shelly, of course, which I obviously sure. abuse the shit out of our relationship, <laughs> but there, uh, this, this might be a little tough for me to explain, but all my cupcakes already has a lot of brand recognition and, um, a lot of people recognize all my cupcakes in inside the Sioux Falls area. Right. Thank you. What, what, what determines your decision on when you are acquiring another business or want to do another business venture, what is the thought process behind not wanting to use that branding and that already set in um, momentum and acceleration and everything that you have with Oh My Cupcakes and not just help it and put it into a second brand and help it kind of get off the ground faster versus starting off what we'll just say from ground zero with zero brand recognition and everything like that. What was your thought process behind behind doing that, I guess? You know, and uh, that's a really great question. I don't know that I'm like this high level expert by any means. So my simple answer is I wanted to try something new again. I cool. really wanted to create something again. And uh Everybody does, like you said, they know that Tiffany blue color of our logo and those kind of things. Um, but uh, I wanted this to be very similar, but um, similar in feel against similar in clientele, but set apart. And um, also there was the uh, our candles are carried currently in Hy-Vee at 26th and Marion. There's a Hy-Vee down in Yankton. There's some different, you know, different stores, different boutiques that they're in. And I didn't want Oh My Cupcakes as that brand to, um, you know, actually turn anybody off that might be a similar, um, a similar business like Hy-Vee has a bakery, right? So would they carry Oh gotcha. My Cupcakes candles? I'm not sure. Um, but I really wanted to make sure that it was something that could be universal and in a lot of, um, a lot of, of, uh, different boutiques and stores. And then also I didn't want to pigeonhole myself in that, um, you know, I want candles that are uh, floral scented and have some different, you know, woodsy fragrances and things like that. And so with Oh My Cupcakes, I think you just automatically think sweets and food, right? Yep. No, I think, um, I think that's a great answer to be honest with you. Um, I can respect and again, take it for what it's worth. Like who am I to could comment on it, but I can respect the fact of someone who's been in the game a very long time that basically wants to start all over again and experience that grind and that hustle and that build up and that all the rewards and everything that come with that. Mm -hmm. I can understand that and respect that. It takes a lot of fucking energy <laughs> and a lot of time. Um, did you do a lot of pre-work to figure out your branding for sweet cream um candle company and um customer audience and all that kind of stuff and it's okay if you didn't i'm just curious if you did 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, my, uh, my honest truth is just like, oh, my cupcakes, I'm figuring out as I go. And so I didn't do a lot of pre work ahead of time, you know, for better or for worse, we'll find out. Um, But uh, it's also something that I'm really passionate about seeing grow. And so I mean, if you if you start a business, because you want to make money, like forget about it, right. But if you start a business, because you're passionate about it, then that grind doesn't feel like such a grind. I mean, then that grind, like right now, I'm waking up in the morning and going, okay, so today I'm going to pour candles. I'm going to work on my website. I'm going to like, I have my checklist of things I'm going to do, but it's a checklist with um, an air of excitement behind it. It's not a checklist that's uh, got a like have to attached to it. It's a get to. Yeah. And so um, there's, there's a huge difference in that. And in fact, my family, um, Adam, Shelly and I were chatting uh, in the green room before you came on. And um, so I let her know that my candle workshop, which is where I'm at right now, that's what you see behind me. Um, what you see behind me is this beautiful aesthetic. We've got some nice shiplap and, you know, the the candles behind me and things like that. Uh, just had this finished off last week. But what I'm looking at is a hot water heater and a Culligan water softener. Like every, oh, yeah. good, every good entrepreneurial story starts in a basement and a garage. And mine is actually in both. I've got pallets of glass jars in my garage. I've got this candle workshop in my basement. And um, again, it's that it's that hustle that feels really fun again, you know? That kind of brings me to some questions about like, talk a little bit about what it has been like to buy a brand and how you have worked on like rebuilding that into something fully different. And both, I'd like to hear you talk both about the business logistical side of it, but also that like emotional and respectful side of it to the, like the nod to the former owners and what they've already built and the relationships they've built like talk a little bit about that because Adam and I have both been through selling businesses. That's something that Adam and I really um, can commiserate and and talk and discuss a lot about. So I'd love to hear what your experience has been like. Right. Uh, you know, I was, I feel so fortunate that Jennifer thought of me first when she decided to sell the business. You know, she, um, she said my, my name just kept coming to mind and she thought, well, that's crazy. She, you know, has this other business and why would she want to do this? When she approached me, um, in fact, it took some months before I actually said, yes, I'm ready to commit. I just wanted to make sure that it was the right thing and that I felt good about it in my gut, that I had prayed about it, that I was like, that I felt really good about it. Um, But uh, with purchasing that business came 40 hours of training. And so I knew that with that training, she was going to um, train me to create a product that would be as, uh, you know, as quality and as well respected as hers has been over the years. She's gone through so many, um, so many patterns of growth. I mean, she started in her home, she was out at Zeal for a few years, um, really had this, you know, booming business for a, a number of years. And then uh, with some personal things, you know, with some personal things, she had scaled back. Um, but my goodness, 15 years of history, like 15 years in business, you're you're absolutely right when you say that is um, that is very deserving of some respect. And so truly at this stage, I try to talk about her and that, you know, that legacy Every single time, um, every single time that I talk about Sweet Cream Candle Company, I really want to give a nod to her because, uh, you know, I, I will say this. I thought candles were going to be pretty simple. I thought it was like, well, what do you do? You melt some wax, you add some fragrance oil, you throw it in a jar, right? 
Just oh, like cupcakes are simple. Oh my gosh. You just mix it up, <laughs> throw it in the <laughs> oven. Right? How hard can it be? Exactly. Yeah. Like with cupcakes, everything, every single thing affects the way the product comes out from the humidity to the temperature to, you know, how long or how short it was stirred. And that is exactly the way it is with candles. And so it's, um, again, as I talked about that excitement, some days it's really frustrating because I'll think I did everything right and um, my candles just don't come out. Um, but it's been great that I can lean on, lean on Jennifer and just text her, you know, text her a picture of an ugly candle and say, what the heck happened here? What did I do wrong? And um, so I, uh, I think you're, I think you are um, really missing the mark if you don't lean on the advice and lean on the people who know what they're doing. And so at this point, you know, I, um, I'm still learning and she knows what she's doing. So I want to make sure that I honor that and everything. I, so, I mean, even, sorry, Adam, don't go ahead. Even being just a short time into this, you've been through starting a business on your own. Oh, my cupcakes and kind of building that for nothing. You've been through starting a business and then closing a business in a partnership mm -hmm. and now buying a business, which is kind of like all of the different phases of entrepreneurship. Wow. Like, is there one that you would recommend more than another to somebody? Hmm. Um, you know, Shelly, I feel like I learn things from every situation I'm in in life. So I can point to the good and the bad in, in all of those situations, you know, and um, not even that there's that much bad, but, but um, they're all just so different. I don't even know mm -hmm. how you can, how you can compare. Now, um, this does feel, though it is an existing business, um, it still feels very much like when I started Oh My Cupcakes because I'm uh, coming up with the the names of the candles and the stories behind them and the formulas and all of those things, just like at the beginning of Oh My Cupcakes when I was naming each of the cupcakes and coming up with the recipes and deciding on a menu. And so it's very similar in that regard, even though it's a business that was already existing. Uh that's very that's very interesting um the oh man i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to phrase this question quite yet chelly do you have something that you <laughs> want to ask i feel like there's a lot that i could learn from this conversation so i'm trying to trying to make it as effective as possible in 30 minutes <laughs> So one of the questions that I wanted to uh, discuss was talk about retail. So this is retail with a product-based company mm -hmm. that you can, yes, you can sell it in a brick and mortar location, but at least initially, I don't think you have any plans of opening a separate brick and mortar location for it. So primary means of selling this are probably gonna be quite a bit different than what you have experience with previously, because I don't think, oh my word, sold um heavily online and cupcakes obviously you can order them online but again like unless people already know what they you know what flavors they like or that sort of thing they're probably just going to order some assortment pack and you right. know, be fun gift. whereas this is very different in that it's an actual product that you're selling you're probably going to sell it primarily online and or wholesale i'm assuming maybe absolutely and b you have the added um hurdle of overcoming that people have you have to be very descriptive with words because it's a scent like how do you describe people purchase candles based upon their scent 
right? So like, how, how do you envision marketing this in a retail setting that's completely different from what you had to do previously? Sure. Well, I definitely have the uh, the instant uh, built-in benefit of having two stores that um, two stores that I can sell in right away. And part of what I purchased with the um, Jonky Farm Soy Candle business was some lovely display shelving that just has a really great um, a great look to it, a great brand to it, and so it fits lovely into both of the stores. And um, as I branch into other stores. Um, I have that benefit of being able to say, hey, I have these shelves. And so it's kind of an instant built in display. Right. Um, but think about all the online shopping people are doing this year. Um, think about selling online. And, um, you know, with Oh My Word, we had kind of tried to do some of that. But with retail, um, you know, getting notebooks in from other vendors, for instance, our um, that stock turns over so quickly that it was really difficult for us with our with the time we had. I know there are some businesses who do it expertly. But with the time and the resources we had, we found it very difficult to get those products online and to be able to sell online as much as we really wanted to. So uh, with candles, um, I can create an online store and I can ship to people. So I have the you know benefit of selling in store and and online. And I'm really excited about that, you know, with, without investing in that storefront location. Melissa. Adam. I did not think of my previous question, how to, how to word it properly, but I did have two questions. If Shelly, if you don't mind, um, I'll ask them one at a time. One is, do you have a team of people around you that are friends or confidants or whatever that you bounce these entrepreneurial marketing type of ideas off of that help you a lot? Um, or do you have paid, you know, just a paid circle around you that helps you out with these things? Or is this something that you're doing entirely on your own? So um, I do bounce it off of friends. I haven't ever paid like a consultant to help or anything like that. Um, but I uh, have a really great group of friends who I feel like um, I feel like they're very honest. And if um, if I would be off the mark. I think they would tell me, you know, I think they would tell me. So I sure. bounced the idea off of a few friends, although, um, you know, in, uh, again, giving that respect to Jennifer and her company, Jennifer and her husband, Dell, um, they wanted to keep it very discreet. And so it was something that I couldn't really talk about widely and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? But, um, but I did with a few confidants, you know, asked, asked what their thoughts were. Um, and then uh, in terms of one thing that sparked during that question, one thing in terms of branding, when you asked about a team of people around me, um, I've worked with the same graphic designer uh, since the very early days of Oh My Cupcakes, since it was going to be called Cupcake Days, uh, which is a little known fact, but that's what it originally was going to be called. I still have the logos that she created that say Cupcake Days on them. Nice. Anyway, uh, I've worked with her for these 11 years that Oh My Cupcakes has been in business. And so uh, I feel like Lauren has a great skill at getting into my head and she knows my she knows my look and she knows my style, what I'm kind of going for in terms of that aesthetic. And um, she's one of those people who, um, you know, I kept sending her all these you know, here's a candle label I like, here's this branding I like, you know, just here's some ideas for inspiration. And she actually came back to me and she said, they all are really great. None of them look like you. And I so appreciated that because again, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, 
you are still the you are still the face of your brand, right? And so if I created a brand that didn't make any sense with what people know me as and know me for, like it just wouldn't it wouldn't mesh, you know. Right. So um, I'm really happy to have a group around me like that. Good, good. Uh, my second question, and actually this isn't really so much of a question, but this is something that I want to um, give you an idea and maybe it hopefully helps with um, a part of the process that you're working through right now. So you had mentioned earlier that you're working through like coming up with names and like the story and everything of candles mm -hmm. and something that Shelly was kind of like talking about earlier was how do you describe a scent to someone mm -hmm. and something that um, I, I know is true is scientifically proven is that our strongest, our memories our strongest tied to scent. Mm -hmm. Scent is like the thing that it will transport you back almost immediately to a time and place and whatever. I'm curious what your thoughts would be on one, if you already had, if you bought a customer list or customer base from the company, which you may or may not be able to answer. But I wonder if there's an opportunity to where you could ask the people that are already customers or fans of the brand to say, hey, we're going to be doing a rework of names and everything like that. I'd love to hear your stories on this scent. Mm -hmm. And this story could make it into the product description and or the name of the product, you know, whatever. Because what would be like, I'm just trying to think of like when, when I'm going to go buy a candle or if, if someone's going to try and describe a scent to me, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to start telling a story mm -hmm. period. Like, do you remember the first time that you went camping with your dad and you went fishing and you woke up on an early morning and like, it was the dew on, um, out in the camp, um, the freshly put out campfire and everything like that, like that right there, anybody who's been camping and anybody who's been woke up early, um, and stuff like that, they know exactly what scent you're talking about oh, yeah. immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it would be really cool to get some like customer stories of like, you know, what does this scent mean to you? Like, can you tell me a story about this? Um, I'm reaching for something here. Evan's right behind me. It is. So, um, it's a great point. And, uh, like you said, when you hit somebody with a story, like, do you remember what it was like to go camping and the dew on the, you know, fire that had just gone out, things like that. Um, our, our memories are, uh, they're cemented with e emotional connection and yep. so are buying decisions with emotional connections. Right. And so, uh, I had come up with this candle right here. Yeah, it's tough um, on camera. I try to do it all the time. I'm so, yeah, I'm so, I'll catch up with technology someday. I promise. I still haven't caught up to it. Don't worry about but, it. But um, I was creating a Christmas candle and oh, I love this one. It, um, I was creating a Christmas candle. And so I actually did that, Adam. I, I asked people, and this was um, before I even had a sweet cream uh, candle company, Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, but just on the Oh My Cupcakes page, you know, I, nice. I love telling the stories. And so um, our, our fans have followed that journey too, right? They've followed the journey of, um, you know, starting this candle company from scratch and uh, things like that. Anyway, but I was creating this Christmas candle and said, gosh, it smells like it smells like freshly cut Christmas trees. It smells like a Christmas tree farm. It smells like, um, 
you know, I was just saying a few things and then, but what should I name it? And oh my goodness, got some really great, great options. And, um, you know, then people are invited into that story with you yeah, and totally. you invite people into the story with you, then, then they're invested too. And, um, a number of people said, how about home for the holidays? Because this is the first year of your candle company, but this is the year that everyone has to stay home for the holidays. Yep. And so it does have a bit of a dual meaning right home for the holidays is what we ended up what I ended up naming it because I thought that was such a great descriptor of um, again it's it's holidays you know home for the holidays of course is you know one of those phrases we've heard before but this year it has a different meaning to it yeah I, so to I think... go for it no 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 you go ahead so to expand on that how do you describe that then so like home for the holidays could mean a plethora of things obviously if it's green i think people are going to naturally assume it has something tied to a tree if you say home for the holidays and it's green but like how do you tell that story in a way that is descriptive descriptive enough online for somebody to be like oh yes that is going to trigger that memory for me yeah. Well, I am a storyteller by by nature. You are. You're a very good storyteller. Uh -huh, thank you. I, I love telling stories. And so, um, in fact, I have one. I wish I had it with me, but um, I don't have one right in front of me. But there's one that um, I created called Emily's Christmas Wish. And um, Emily's Christmas Wish, Emily is my daughter, and she and her husband are expecting their first baby. And uh, I know pretty excited. So, um, you know, Emily was down in the candle workshop here with me one night and I was just, it was one of those times where I was just fully present and aware of the gift of that moment, right? That here's my baby carrying her baby. And here she is down in this candle workshop with me and we're smelling all these beautiful fragrance oils and things like that. And she said, what if we did this one and this one? And so it became our one of our most popular scents so far this year and it's called Emily's Christmas Wish. So with that, I wrote a little story on the back that talks about that moment and um, and it does say, you know, it's got um, notes of cranberry, notes of a sweet snowfall, things like that. Um, so you do have some descriptors in there, but the story is really um, the story is what catches people, you know. And, so do you think that that's more what's going to sell your candles than the scent? Do you think the story is what's going to um, motivate the purchasing decision for you? You know, I've got that one. I have another one called uh, Apple Cider for the Teacher. And you think of bringing an apple to the teacher. And um, my daughter, Randy, is a teacher and she's working so, so hard. But so I told the story about how hard she works as a teacher and how hard all of our teachers work. And then in the evening, how she um, settles in with a mug of apple cider and her kitten snuggled next to her and settles down for a night of grading papers. And um, what I'm really trying to do with these stories is call out one line at the bottom with Emily's Christmas wish for instance it says um, it says uh, oh happiness is found not in what we wish for but within what we already have and so I called out that line at the bottom and then with Randy's uh, with I guess Randy's candle right the teacher candle apple cider for the teacher I called out the line um, you know teachers we see you we love you thank you and so um, it is the sentiment that's behind the scent. Again, it's that emotional connection. Um, I don't want to just make a pretty candle. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, memories are memories are solidified with 
different smells. And so right. I want to make sure that we're really um, paying attention to that. Um, and again, I feel like if you're not, you're missing the mark. Have you ever, this is, this is going to be a dumb suggestion. I promise it will be, but <laughs> are you, are you one of those guys that, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? In your... <laughs> um, I just, I just love spitballing um, ideas like just uh, throwing something on the wall, but this is more of a, this is more of like a joke, but um, like if you did like limited time release candles where it's like, and then, I could just see just to be funny or whatever the scent of 2020 and it's like black licorice and like sweaty <laughs> socks. And then five years from now, you're like, Hey, does anybody remember, want to remember 2020? We're re-releasing the limited time 2020 smell candle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then all the reviews are like one star. It smells horrendous. Like, right. yeah, that's what 2020 was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's, um, so again, my, my children are my biggest passion. I have four kids. And so Randy and Emily have theirs so far. And I've got Brandon's candle, Brandon's candle, um, air quotes, you know, and uh, lyrics to create as well. And so, uh, I'm working on those, but Brandon is a big, he's a big car dude. He's a um, we should talk. truck truck guy, actually. He's a truck guy. And yeah. um, anyway, so we've been joking about what is Brandon's candle going to smell like? Diesel, diesel fuel, fuel. diesel fuel and tire rubber, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. You just make it, just make it ATF or 80 weight, um, 90 weight rear axle <laughs> fluid. That's it. <laughs> that is a guy's smell. Like every, as soon as, if you were to light that candle, he would just be like, mm, yeah, yep, yep. workshop <laughs> time. And every guy around him would be like, I just, I just want to go get covered in oil right now. Like, yeah, right. right. For <laughs> sure. 90 weight oil. That's it. <laughs> we'll see if we can find a fragrance oil that matches that. Perfect. We can formulate that. <laughs> the, per the best part about that idea is even if, if you can't figure it out, you just go to the automotive store and you just pour in 90 weight automotive oil and figure out a way to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that's going to burn you know, really I well. <laughs> I don't know um, if you know, but with candles, you do light and open flame. And so I don't know, oil? Well, you know, like. D a candle air freshener where you know whatever yeah, it's kind of same thing whatever <laughs> uh, oh but that's a that's really cool i think i think you're already obviously you're already headed down what i think is a really good path um uh and it's a good thing that you're already a storyteller because i think that lends very strongly to trying to describe sense just like what shelly said um as long as it gets translated over to like paper and like the product description on the site and everything like that, mm -hmm. like I could see where hiring a, uh, a writer or something like that would be uh, like a storyteller writer or something would be really good to do in a case like this, where you're trying to like describe a situation or tell a story or something like that. But I'm sure you've well, got that well underway. And I almost think that like, that was going to be kind of what I led into with the question. Like, what tasks as you grow the business more, what tasks do you see yourself outsourcing? Because just from what I know of you, I would assume that the storytelling part is actually the piece that you would want to keep. And that the behind the scenes is the stuff that you would want to hire out. Would that be accurate? Well, what's funny about Oh My Cupcakes is, um, you know, every single day I'm at Oh My Cupcakes, 
it's 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 very rare that I actually bake a cupcake anymore. There are days mm -hmm. when I'm called into the kitchen, right? But that's what you associate with all oh, my cupcakes. And people will come in, or I'll be, you know, working with guests out in the um, front of house, and a mom will say, "She's the one who made these cupcakes today." <laughs> and I'm, like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not. You um you do you outsource those things so that you can and. I don't even like the word outsource, but you create a great team around mm -hmm. that, can, um, that can carry those logistics and those day-to-day -day things out so that you can continue, so that I can continue to, um, you know, be the face of the brand and tell those stories and connect yep. with our guests. And, um, and really that's, you know, really when I do that, I feel like I'm sharing vision, not only with, um, not only with our team, but also with our guests, like it's, it's dual fold, like they know exactly what to expect and who we are. Um, and then, so same with, uh, with Sweet Cream Candle Company. Right now I'm doing everything. I'm pouring the candles. I'm uh, doing the website, doing all the, you know, I mean, just all these things, the shipping, all those things. But um, what I will likely do is actually train someone else to pour the candles because you just can't do everything. And again, right. as you exactly as you said, Shelly, right on is that I do want to continue to be that storyteller and the one who, you know, creates the um, creates the candle names and the um, each one has a number. You know, when you see like this one home for the holidays is number. 1225. Well, that one's a pretty ah. easy one to out, right? That's a pretty easy one to figure out. But each one of them has a different number and a different reason behind that number. So it's kind of those little, it's it's a little Easter egg, right? Like if you know, you know. And you're again mm -hmm. part of that, you're part of the story and part of the brand if you know what they mean. 1225 mm -hmm. is the most obvious one. Um, but mm -hmm. the others all have special meaning. All the numbers have special meaning. And so um, just wanted to create those little Easter eggs for people. And I will say that I think that I just keep talking over you today. Adam. No, you're Sorry. very excited you about the day. want to get in. Totally fine. I will say that I think, um, you know, it comes down to, like, I teach the e-myth in all of my classes. And it's so important to understand which type of entrepreneur you are, right? And it's so important to then run with that and really um, let your light shine through that particular piece and let other people do what they're really good at and empower people to do what they're really good at. Mm -hmm. And I will say like over all of the years that I have known you, that is one of the things that I think that you have always done really well is like, you know what you do really well and you try to focus solely on making yourself the best version or your business, the best version of what you do really well and not try to compete on the things or not try to, um, feel the light or the the joy from somebody else because you want a piece of that pie, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think I've told you this before, but like one of the, you said something to me, like it's probably been nine, 10 years ago now. Um, and I was talking to you down at the Tri-State Tri Creamery building. And I was talking about um, opening a second location at that point we were looking at opening a second location up in Watertown. Mm -hmm. Actually, we were looking at a few different places. What eventually became Watertown is our second location. But you distinctly looked me in the eye and said, you know, I learned a long time ago that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Oh, 
And that has stuck with me for like a decade. And you know who I learned that one from? My daughter, my daughter who's 25. She is so wise. And I remember her saying that to me once. And it is so true. There are so many things we can do, but just because you can doesn't mean it's the right decision. It doesn't mean you should. Yep. Such wise words. Uh, Something I was curious about is, you uh, did you ever run into friction when you transitioned from the one who was actually making the cupcakes to um, your team members making the cupcakes? Not 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 as in like obviously your team is going to make mistakes and everything like, like they're going to mess up batches, but like actual customer friction, like oh like Melissa didn't make these cupcakes, Pfft, I'm out. You know, um, there's always the criticism um, that you're going to face that's um, and I've I've heard it, but not for a long time. So that makes me feel good. But we have heard the criticism like, oh, they used to be this nice small little bakery, but now they're way bigger. And that is such a like, oh, the one thing I just hate that criticism because it tries to keep somebody small. Right. And mm-hmm. we are encouraging people to grow and to do whatever they want to do. But instead it's, it's really, um, it's an insult that is meant to keep somebody small. Yeah. And so I've, you know, heard that here and there. I, I, can't say I've heard it a lot. And so that, that makes me feel good. You know, we, we have always tried to maintain that, um, the small feel um, and the small family atmosphere, even as we grow. I mean, every single one of my kids works in the business. Uh, my son-in-law works in the business. I mean, we it is a family business, but our family now is 45 cupcake ninjas. So some of them are my kids and some of them aren't. And what's really fun is when new people start and uh, they look around and try and figure out which ones are mine. <laughs> which ones belong to me so um but i think um you know with us we've been able to really maintain that family culture and um it's it's translated well both in within our team and then out into the community as well yeah the the reason why i was curious is because uh when i had the car detailing business that was something i was starting to run into a little bit where people would call and they'd be like well you're the one that's going to be detailing the car right and i'm like no I'm not like I have a business to run and they're like, well, I want you to do it. And I said, okay, well, that'll be a thousand dollars. Like that's like, you don't want me to detail your car. Like I'm so out of practice now. And like, you know, whatever And the, I think it's just one of those things that it, it, it was turning into like more of like a privilege thing. Like, Oh, the owner of the business detailed my car, you know, Mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. And what was weird about that was the the guys that I had, the team that I had was more than capable of detailing any car to the same level or better than I was. Like it wasn't, didn't make much of a difference if I was doing it, but I was just curious if you ran into that same thing back in the day, like when you started transitioning into a team, like, Oh, nobody makes them like Melissa makes them. You yeah. know, and um, I, I think it's a it's a balance, right? Because I, I do still want people to know and understand that, like, I'm not stepping away from the business by any means. But I think it's really an opportunity to um, connect with your guests and let them know that, wow, I've, you know, I've worked so hard and trained these people. And now we are all training each other. And I really always try and lift up the people who are, I mean, oh, my goodness, we have a cake decorator. She is an 
artist. Her name is Melissa also, but it's not me. This girl right here cannot decorate cakes, but that girl, she can. Yep. And so um, it's an opportunity to, you know, educate your customers and then also really lift up the ones who have strengths that are, you know, everybody has their own strengths. And yep. um, I can I can sure tell you what mine are not. And I try and surround myself with those people who have, have strengths and gifts in those areas. On your point of the comments about, um, oh, they used to be a small bakery and everything like that. Um, this isn't really so much for you, but for anybody watching or listening, here's how much of a horseshit comment that is. If you work for someone else, the equivalent of what you're saying is, I'm fine with where I'm at for the next 60 years. Mm -hmm. I only want to make $35,000. That's it. I have no bigger aspirations. I don't want to I don't want to have more responsibilities. I don't want to grow as a person. I, want, I don't want my paycheck to grow ever. I want to stay small. That's what you're telling a business when you say, oh, they used to be this small little bakery and they were so much better back then. Oh yeah? Well, you used to be so much better at flipping burgers at Burger King. You should go back to that. Oh, you don't want to? Why? Because you have higher aspirations? Weird. It's almost like small business owners do too. Like, what you <laughs> like what i don't understand that's a that's a dumb comment anybody who makes now if you have if the quality has greatly decreased because of moves and everything like that and you're going to go through times and periods where dips happen like that's totally normal but consistently if the quality has just gotten rock bottom because of growing expansion everything legitimate complaint, you know, whatever, like that's, that's, you're basically turning into a whole different business then. Right. But from everything that I've seen from the outside in and, you know, from and indulging in a couple of treats this last week, I mean, I wouldn't say the quality has gone anywhere. <laughs> I'd say they're just fine considering I couldn't stop eating any of them. Um, and I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that comes from jealousy. No one, Yes. I mean, and just um, naivety, like nobody really knows what it takes to run and grow a business until you are running and growing a business. I mean, yep. even in the couple of years that I've been out of owning, you know, a, a growing retail business, I've had employees that have since started businesses on their own and or other people that we had previously worked with or things like that. that oh, I already know where this is going. My then. favorite comment of all time. I don't think you know where it's going. <laughs> it just, it, they, they had no idea how hard it was until they were actually doing it themselves. There was yep. so much that I was doing behind the scenes that they had no idea that I was handling. And because mm -hmm. you don't talk to your employees about some of that stuff. It's just like, you know, you don't tell your kids about everything that goes on in your personal life or whatever. There's just pieces that you just deal with yep. and it's just par for the course. Right. And so I think a lot of times when people make comments like that about businesses, it's, it's just a naivety of like, I have, they really have no idea what it takes to grow a business. And, um, you know, the only way for them to, the only way for a business to continue to do more for their community, to continue to do more for their employees, to continue to, you know, start, you know, to be able to purchase other businesses when they're going out or to do some of these things is for them to be able to grow. And sometimes people, it's hard for people to make that connection until you, until you have those conversations with them to really help them understand what's happening. And yeah. someday even having that conversation, they won't until they're actually in it and have to see all of the work that goes into 
starting something. Right. Yep. Well, yep. and you, you know, you mentioned the only way to do those things is to grow and you're completely right. We um, really do pride ourselves on generosity as one of our core values. And we really, really work hard to give in the community as much as possible because it's our community that supports us. Right. Um, but yeah, to do that, we have to continue to grow and to take care of the, you know, to take care of the team and to be able to continue to give them raises and, you know, I mean, make it a great working environment yeah, we've got to continue to grow. But yeah. I always think of, I mean, I love the analogy of a plant. You think of a plant, if it is not growing, it is dying, right? It's not, plants don't just stay here right in between, like it's, it's growing or it's dying. And so, um, we, we choose growth. <laughs> yep. I, I know exactly, uh, what you mean, Shelly. Like one of my, one of my biggest struggles that I was at current with the detailing business was before I sold it was, answering all the messages and phone calls and everything that would come in like left, right and center. Right. And my guys always used to comment like, Oh my God, you're on the phone. Like again, like what, what are you doing? Like sitting on the computer, like you're not doing anything. Right. But then what the greatest part was, was um, after I sold it, two of my former employees started their own businesses and it was almost like within two weeks of each other, I got text messages from both of them saying, Okay, so you know how I used to give you crap about being on the computer all the time and being on the phone all the time? They, they were both like, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, I didn't realize the volume that of, of requests and messages that you had to deal with. And I said, and then they were both like, and we, we weren't even as close to as busy as you are, like, or you were, I guess I should say. So that's, that. you're absolutely right. Like, people just will have no idea until they actually do that. And it's the same way with like, professional sports like you have no idea what it takes to be an nfl or nba player until like you for some reason have to experience that world like you have no idea what that environment is like and what they have to do and sacrifice every day or every week or whatever but well, and, and i i mean um you know certainly everybody's experiences are different and what i have found more often than not is all of those comments about cheese you're on the computer all the time or man i can't believe all you do is sit on facebook all the time when i know i'm doing marketing things right mm -hmm. um but uh, more often than not those comments come from in here like more often than not they do not come from any of my staff or any of the you know mm. on our team it's it's me feeling like a feeling a measure of guilt feeling like i should be helping with everything 